My name is Joe Collins, and this is Dear DM, a Dungeons and Dragons advice podcast where I sit down with your favorite dungeon masters in order to discuss, debate, and hopefully answer your D and D related questions. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, apologies for the delay in today's episode. Uh, a little bit of a behind-the-scenes peek. Uh, my computer decided to fry itself last week, uh, shortly after streaming, and so figuring out how to record has been a challenge, to say the least. We have a temporary solution set up, and hopefully the sound quality should be pretty close to what you're used to. Um, mostly, I just want to get something out to you all, um, because as w- when this goes live, uh, we will be in the last 48 hours of the 20. 2019 Nerdsmith Subdrive. Um, the Subdrive is that time of year where you guys can show your support to the network um, and get some really cool perks in return. Um, so far, we've been able to put out well over a thousand hours of quality nerdy content across Nerdsmith uh, over the last year, across all the different shows, all of it for free. Um, and to keep the lights on, we just ask that if you're able, that you might commit to a monthly donation to show your love for the shows. Um, For our show, that money goes mostly towards covering hosting fees and whatnot, but it can also help if, say, oh, I don't know, someone needs to repair their computer in order to record audio and stream their content. Um, Plus, if you subscribe, you get all kinds of goodies, including exclusive bonus content from each of the shows of the network. Um, This year, I created and published a short prison escape adventure called Escape from the Vault. Um, I actually got to run this game on a stream last week, and it was a load of fun. Uh, You can check it out uh, by heading over to the VOD on Nerdsmith Twist channel if you like. Um, And uh, as a subscriber, you also can get uh, discounted or even free nerd alerts where you have your message read by one of your favorite folks on the network. Um, Speaking of, we actually have a nerd alert today from Bex, and it's for Adam. Uh, Bex says, I just wanted to let you know that you are the bright point in each of my days and the warm hug at the end of each of my nights. It's been a year since we said I do, and I am so thankful that on a windy day a year ago, I got to stand opposite of you and fasten our hands together as well as our hearts. I am excited for the years we are going to spend together and getting to say each year that passes and each level advancement that we have that we did. Thank you so much for being my co-DM in our campaign called Life as we write this story together. You are always there to help me pick up all the dice I drop, even if you do take 1d4 damage from stepping on the pointiest of them. A year ago, Mowage... Mowage is what brought us together. Um, But now, to quote Princess Bride again, this is true love. You think this happens every day? That's ridiculously sweet, and I adore it. Um, Congratulations, you two. That's awesome. A full year. Um, But yeah, um, as uh, as we go on, we'll have more details about Nerd Alerts and how the subscription rewards work uh, later on the show. But for now, I think we're ready to jump into the episode proper. Um, today we're doing a deep dive double dip. 
Um, every now and again, we get a question that I think can be expanded upon beyond what we can do in a standard episode, and I take some time to break it down a little bit more in depth. Uh, as I said, this time we're getting a double dose because for the first half, I'll be answering a question sent in by one of our lovely listeners, and then in the second half, I'm going to be going over my experience with publishing uh, my first homebrew supplement, the aforementioned Escape from the Vault that I made for the subdrive. So, without further ado, our first question is from Dungeon Master Chief, um, who asks, I'm going to be moving soon, and while I have a long-term campaign ongoing that we want to keep playing, the distance will be way too far to get together. Is it worth playing the game remotely? I've never played online before, so I'll be learning from scratch. Well, you've certainly come to the right place, uh, because I went through this exact process. I had never played D&D online up until two years ago, um, when I moved after college, and all of a sudden, I didn't have anyone to play with in real life. Um, the funny thing is, at this point, I play almost exclusively online for a myriad of reasons, um, mostly due to scheduling. Um, but the first thing you need to know about playing online is that while it is not quite the same as playing in person, it doesn't mean it's inherently not as good. Uh, both options just have their pros and cons. One of the pros for me about playing D&D online is that finding a gaming group and being able to schedule a weekly game is easier by an uh, order of magnitude compared to an in-person game. Uh, that may not apply in this specific case, since you already have your in-person game and are just trying to make it digital. Um, but for future or side games, the fact that you have a potential player base of thousands of nerds looking to play or run D&D versus, you know, the dozen or so at your local game shop, it just makes the process a lot easier. Um, another item in the pro column for playing online is that you have access to a lot of tools you just don't have playing in person. Things like making and updating battle maps with custom character tokens that track your monster's health or AC, um, lighting effects and fog of war, even like voice modifiers I've used before to make yourself sound a bit more like an ancient dragon when you need to. Um, it's kind of a nice change of pace for those of us who could never afford fancy minis or Dwarven Forge for their home games. Um, and I find that all these little tools can actually like help stoke my creativity when prepping for a session. Now, of course, playing online does have some downsides as well, and the biggest and most obvious is definitely communication and roleplay. Um... We kind of take for granted just how much of being a dungeon master involves physical presence and gestures that are harder to get across on a webcam. Um, and in addition, anyone who's played online can tell you that crosstalk is a huge problem when playing online. Um, unlike in person, you can't really make out anything if more than one person is talking. There's no directional sound, so when three people try to make the same joke at the same time, you have to do that kind of awkward shuffle of who's going to stop talking and who's going to get to speak first. Um, so when playing online, you just have to remember to keep any side conversations or disruptions to a minimum, even more so than in a regular game. And also, for the love of God, if you can, push to talk is very useful, especially if you have pets or family members that like to uh, be auditory distractions. Um the other thing you'll notice is that because of these communication issues, roleplay oftentimes just doesn't feel quite the same. Um, this is the real reason that I still prefer to play in person if I can, because there's no substitute for all the subtle cues and pointed looks that you can get in real life. It's the difference between an audiobook and a stage play. 
You can still get the same message across, but it just doesn't feel the same. Now, having talked a bit about the pros and cons of playing online, let's dig into the process of actually starting that transition to being a digital dungeon master. The first thing you need to decide on is what platform you're going to use in order to play. And there's lots of options. You have Roll20, Fantasy Grounds, Play by Post, or even just using Skype or Discord if you're planning on using Theater of the Mind. For me, there's one choice that stands above the rest, and that's Roll20, um, but each has their merits. Roll20 is great because A, it's free, um, though you can subscribe for some fancy features like dynamic lighting and animation effects and whatnot. Um, but B, it's pretty easy with a little bit of practice to set up pretty much any kind of battle map you like. It's also got a great uh, looking for group system to help you find a gaming group if you need one. Um, and the built-in fillable character sheets mean that you can look over your player's stats for things like passive perception or backstory reminders anytime you like. Um, now, Fantasy Grounds is another option I've looked into before, and from what I can tell, um, it's the best option if you like to run official material. Um, it has a huge amount of licenses, so if you're running, say, Storm King's Thunder, the whole module is already set up and ready to go with tokens and creatures and everything. You can just jump into running the game instead of spending so much time preparing it. Um, this has never been too big of a selling point for me because I mostly run homebrew nowadays, but it does have a lot of cool, robust features. Like, um, one of my favorites was being able to type uh, in a language in the chat. So if you type something in Gnomish, only the players that have Gnomish on their character sheet will be able to see it and understand it. Everyone else, it'll come up with like World of Warcraft style uh, gibberish speak. Um, the one major downside to Fantasy Grounds is that it does require both you and your players to pay a monthly fee or a larger one-time fee, which can be a bit of a gateway. Um, now, one traditional method that might be good of scheduling is an issue that gets overlooked a lot is play by post. Um, this is old school online tabletop where you go into essentially uh, what is a forum and you just post as if you're writing a story together. The DM types out a scenario, the players type out what their characters do, and everyone replies on their own time. Uh, now, this does mean that one major encounter can potentially last weeks or more, depending on how frequently people update, um, but it is an option for those who have trouble being able to get everyone to set aside three or four hours every week. Um, and finally, if you're looking into any of these methods or just playing over Discord, I highly recommend looking into D&D Beyond. D&D um, Beyond is great for character sheets in particular, and my favorite thing about it is if you already own the physical books and just want an easy character sheet generator, then you don't have to rebuy the entire books. You can buy individual races and classes and features for like $2 a piece. So if you wanted to play a Hexblade, but don't want to shell out for all of Xanathar's, you can just buy that one class. And then if you do buy the whole book later, that 2 bucks is already paid for and discounted uh, when you get the whole book. So now that we know what platform and system we're going to use, it's time to look into some of the tricks that make DMing online a little easier. Um, the number one thing I recommend is investing in a quality microphone and webcam, uh, particularly the microphone. It's hard to convey just how sinister the ancient green dragon sounds when you sound like someone playing on an Xbox headset from 2007. Um, you don't need to worry about it being all professional grade unless you want to stream your games at some point, 
But if you're sitting down with for three to six hours a week, every week, um, you should probably invest in something that lets your players see and hear you in higher quality. It's something you can get by without, but I honestly see, say if you're going to invest in anything, that's the place to start. Um, next is uh, taking some time to collect digital resources for your game. Uh, just like collecting minis and dice and terrain can be fun for physical games, every digital DM I know has folders of character art and battle maps and background music playlists and so on and so forth. And all these little bits of flair can help make the game feel more special and a bit... A bit less like a very nerdy conference call. Um, and one thing I would recommend is whatever platform you're playing on, consider having your players use a dice roller, either in the system or on Discord using a bot. Um, I know everyone loves rolling physical dice, I do too, but the truth is, without someone sitting next to them to see the roll, even some of the most stalwart, lawful good types might be tempted to fudge dice rolls when things uh, get a little bit dicey. Uh, that pun actually wasn't intended. Um, if, if you if you trust your players enough, or it just isn't that big of a deal to you, rolling physical dice is fine. Obviously, I just I like that feeling when everyone can see the roll and know one hundred percent when those crazy natural twenties happen. It's beyond a doubt. Um, and finally, I, to be prepared for timing to be a bit different when playing online. Sessions can be drastically shorter since uh, there's not a point at which the pizza guy comes and everything stops or you know a myriad of other distractions that can stretch the session time out. But on the other hand, since no one has to drive home after the game, you can also end up playing into ridiculous hours in the morning. Um, either way, just be aware that pacing might be a bit wonky. But yeah, in essence, those are the points to consider if you're taking up the mantle of digital DM. Uh, A, find your group and decide what platform you're playing on. Um, then be aware of communication issues like crosstalk and lack of body language. Um, invest in your microphone and webcam. Build up your stockpiles of online resources like tokens and battle maps. Decide if you want your players rolling physical dice or not, and just be prepared for it to feel a bit different and play at a different rate of play. Um, I hope that helps you get started, Dungeon Master Chief, um, and any of you who might be new to playing on the World Wide Web. Um, now, as I mentioned, uh, before I'm going to go into the process I had of writing my first self-published adventure, but first I wanted to talk a little bit about the subdrive um, and those subdrive uh, subscription levels. There's a variety of different tiers of subscription you can choose to support the show, and each one has progressively cooler perks. Um, if you subscribe as a sidekick at 10 bucks a month, you get access to the special Discord channels, you get an exclusive pin, and you get 50% off all nerd alerts. Most importantly, however, you get that special bonus content uh, for every show on the network. Um, this includes the PDF of the one shot that I'm going to be talking about in just a sec, um, as well as the content from our previous drives and all the content from the other shows on the network. Um, if you subscribe as a champion for $20 a month, you get everything from the sidekick level, plus you get one free nerd alert, a special metal D6, and a PDF download of the official Nerdsmith cookbook, which is fantastic and written uh, in character by Pip if you uh, watch Countless Heroes. Um, and it has uh, my recipe for roasted cauliflower, which I, I make a, guiltily amount, a guilty amount of the time. Um, 
And then finally, if you subscribe for as a superstar for $35 a month, you can get everything previously mentioned, plus a Nerdsmith mug and a physical copy of the Nerdsmith cookbook. Um, so no matter what level you're able to commit to, please consider showing your support for this lovely group of nerds. Um, we also have a $5 level, if that's all you can do, and then you get still get the bonus content, and you still get the Discord servers, um, and if you can't afford to subscribe yourself, uh, which I 100% understand, you can also help by sharing the drive on social media and getting our message out there. And uh, just thank you all so much for your support. It means more than we can say. Um, and all right, now that you're undoubtedly just getting back from subscribing on nerdsmith.org, um, I'll go a bit into making Escape from the Vault. Um, I'll avoid giving any major spoilers to those who might end up playing the one-shot, but the overall idea came to me in a relatively short period of time. The DM for one of my games had to cancel our session because he wasn't feeling well, and I offered to DM something for the other players to fill the slot. I didn't have an adventure in mind, and I don't even remember how the idea came to me, but I settled on a short prison escape. Um, I figured it'd be fun for everyone to roll up some less-than-scrupulous characters and try to fumble their way uh, out of a high-security fantasy Alcatraz. Um, it was a lot of fun, and so uh, so much fun, in fact, that I thought, hey, why don't I turn this into a thing, like a real genuine thing that people can read and run for their players? That, that should be easy, right? Right? <laughs> don't don't get me wrong, it was fun to create this adventure from scratch, but seeing as this was my first time creating a session that other people could run, there was a very steep learning curve I had to approach that I didn't anticipate. Um, all in all, I think, if nothing else, it's a great exercise for DMs, because all of a sudden there can't be any gaps in your notes. I did not fully realize just how much of my games are made up on the fly until I had to write down this setting and these NPCs in a way that anyone could pick up and read. When I prep my own sessions, there's a lot I don't write down because it's all in my head. But when you're writing a module, you don't have that benefit. The reader can't read your mind, so you have to be thorough and explain everything in detail to the best of your abilities. Uh, this meant the whole process was a lot more labor-intensive than I anticipated. Um, it came out to 11 pages long and took at least 14 hours over the course of a week or two to actually make something presentable. Um, now, as for the adventure itself, I essentially broke it up into five parts. Part one was the introduction, leading, letting the reader know what the adventure was about, what level of players it was intended for, etc. Uh, this was like the shortest section and pretty straightforward. Um, part two was the prison itself. It detailed all the different areas, aspects of the arcane restraints used on prisoners, um, some of the recent history of the prison. Um, it was here that I tried to get across some of the more unique aspects of the facility itself. Um, the only entrance is a singular portal, and all the guards are automatons, um, and make sure you don't fall down the hole, um, because that would be bad. Um, but essentially this is all just, uh, it lets the reader know what they have to work with in terms of space and environment. Um, part three was the inmates, specifically the inmates of note, um, the NPCs that could either help or hinder or just straight up murder the players, um, each have their own bio, um, list of convictions and usually a stat block, just in case, um, part four, 
uh, was a list of potential escapes. Um, now, I, I specifically designed the module so that it can be as open-ended as possible. There are many different ways for the characters to escape, and in this section, I just listed a few of the different paths the players might take to find their freedom, um, noting that the actual path they take might involve elements from each option or none of them. It's all pretty much up to the players how they want to handle the situation. And finally, the fifth section was all about encounters. Um, all the specific combat scenarios that might arise in specific rooms or on certain occasions within the prison. Now, in the process of writing all this, I did have a realization, and that is that being a dungeon master entails being a storyteller, crafting scenarios and narrative for your players to enjoy. There is, however, a difference between being a storyteller and being a writer. In the process of making this adventure, I probably spent about three times the amount of hours on how what I wrote looked on the page than I did actually writing the thing. Um, formatting is key, especially if you want it to look anything like a real D&D module. And the one tool that helped me with this more than anything else was a site called Home Brewery. It's specifically made to make your projects look like an, a real D&D supplement, and while it can take a little time to figure out the code and the process, it really is invaluable to the whole thing. So yeah, uh, if I had any advice for someone wanting to write their own adventure, it's simply be aware of how people are going to interpret it uh, versus how you envisioned it, and expect it to take about three times longer than you anticipated. Um, and I think with that, uh, we're just about done for the day. Um, before we go, I just wanted to remind everyone to please send us your questions, either to our Twitter account at DearDMPodcast, or in an email to DearDM.Submit at gmail.com. The more questions we get, the more content we can produce for all you lovely people, and the happier I'll be. Um, also, if you're enjoying the podcast so far, it would mean the world to us if you could please share it with your friends or give us a review on iTunes. I want to thank my dear friend Paul Parisa for the use of his song Whether or Not as our intro and outro music. Um, and as always, I want to thank Nardsmith for having us be a part of the network. Uh, please, if you can, we're in that very final stretch of the subdrive, only today and tomorrow left, so please go to nerdsmith.org and support us however you can. It means more than we can say, and it lets us keep making this content for you all. Thank you so much for joining me, and as always, I don't actually have a catchphrase to close out the show, so... For now, goodbye. When finals are ahead or class is getting you down, you can count on WAND Radio to be your study solution. Send us your questions about magical mishaps or tune in for the latest music on the mythical airwaves. Make sure you tune in for the latest tournament results and where to find the best parties on campus. On maybe the latest test answers, too. You don't even go here. Never let your schooling interfere with your education, Rupert. W-A-N-D Radio. Magic, music, and mayhem. On nerdsmith.org or wherever you download your podcasts. We are not inciting mayhem on this radio station.